Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. I, um, I got my Beyonce microphone back, so... If you were here last time I preached, then you got that. But if you weren't, then um, I talked about how this was like a Beyonce mic, you know, it's, it's like hidden. Anyways, it was funny back then. <laughs> so this morning, I, I want us to look at baptism. I know that baptism means a lot of different things for a lot of people. For some people, it is this automatic, like, boom, you're saved from the pits of hell. For others, it's a little more um, of a rite of passage, maybe once you reach a certain age. It can even be an entry for into a specific denomination. A couple months ago, I was talking to my friend Jordan, and I'm going to brag on Jordan a little bit. She teaches special needs at an inner city high school in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she went on the world race with me, and she is one of the most disciplined people in her faith that I've ever met. She's phenomenal. Um, But anyways, that's a little bit about her. So her and I were talking about baptism, and she has been attending a Baptist church. And I grew up Baptist, so I feel like if I call out Baptist a little bit, I can do that, and Andy gave me permission. So Um, so she's been going to this church for almost three years now. She's involved in a small group there and she feels like God is leading her to volunteer with the youth. So of course she goes, sits down with the pastor and she said, this is this is where my heart is. This is what the Lord has been saying to me. And the pastor tells her that they only let members volunteer, which she's like, okay, I, I would love to become a member. This is where I go. This is my community. The only problem with that is that Jordan grew up in a Methodist church. So Jordan was sprinkled as a baby. She was not immersed. And so the pastor tells her that in order to become a member, she must be rebaptized. Um, Jordan was telling me how confused this made her. She didn't understand. She felt like her faith journey was kind of, he was calling it invalid um, because she has to be rebaptized after she, she feels like she was already baptized. Now, I will say that I like the being immersed. I just think it's really cool. It's what Jesus did. You're coming out of the water. I'll talk about that later. But Jordan felt like her baptism when she was younger was valid. And like I said, this girl is disciplined in her faith. She knows Jesus. She loves Jesus. And her confusion, I understand, because I think that we've forgotten that the water isn't what saves us. Jesus is who saves us. So I want us to think about these questions this morning. What is baptism, and why do we baptize? Have you ever thought about those? Just sat down and contemplated those questions? I honestly don't think I have, except maybe for when I was baptized. But 
what I want us to do is take a look at Jesus' baptism. And this is in Matthew chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles or your iPads, um, you can turn there or type in that or look up here on the screen. I'm going to start in verse 13. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I really like Jesus a lot, which is probably good. But um, a couple months ago, when Andy told me that I would be preaching on baptism, this is the first place I wanted to start with Jesus' baptism. It just kind of seemed right. Research, I learned a little bit about baptism. I learned that in ancient Judaism, immersing yourself under the water was a way of gaining ritual purity, a way to distinguish between clean and unclean. So, for example, if you had been sick, suppose you had a cold or had the flu, you would be considered unclean. So, in order to become clean, and in order to enter the temple, you had to be clean. So, in order to become clean, you had had to immerse yourself underwater. Even priests were sometimes required to do this to themselves. When Gentiles converted to Judaism, they also had to be immersed in the water as a way of becoming clean. And while these rituals kind of look like our baptism, the baptism that we practice now, right, being immersed under the water, um, they're really different in a couple of key ways. The way is that the temple rituals are self-administered. So we don't baptize ourselves, right? I mean, I didn't baptize myself. Um, Also, the temple rituals are concerned with ritual purity, but not necessarily moral purity. So while you may be clean ritually, you may have immersed yourself under the water, your heart could still be unclean. So you could be clean to go into the temple, but your heart still be unclean while you were there. And also, these temple rituals didn't really have any concern with the afterlife. It didn't, they they weren't for that purpose. They were strictly for following these laws. Um, And Jesus kind of took this understanding that the Jews have of immersion, and he kind of blew it out of the water. Uh, He expanded on it a lot. He made it a lot deeper. In the Old Testament, baptism identified who you were with. So, for example, if I'm baptized by Moses, Okay, then I'm identified as being with Moses. So in the New Testament, we know John the Baptist baptized, hence John the Baptist. Um, So if he baptized me, then I'm identified with being with John the Baptist. So I think it's interesting that Jesus came to John the Baptist and said, I want you to baptize me. Off, I can imagine how humbling that must have been for John. I mean, of course, he's up here arguing about it. Like, no, Jesus, you should be the one baptizing me. I can just imagine how humbled he felt. But I think that Jesus knew 
knew what he was doing, obviously. He always knows what he's doing. Um, but Jesus wanted believers to have a way to identify with him. Maybe not necessarily to get lost in all the details of we've got to be baptized in the Jordan River at the same time of the day or it doesn't count. I don't think he wanted us to get lost in all those details. I think he wanted us a way to be able to associate with him, to be close with him, a.k.a. to have a relationship with him, which is what we want to do as Christians, right? That's our purpose. We're having a relationship with God. That's why we call ourselves Christians. So Jesus made these rituals that the Jew, that Judaism had, he made them deeper. He made them about more than just being clean to be able to walk into the church. He wanted it to be about your heart, about people having a relationship with him. I imagine that before Jesus died and was resurrected, that this would have been really hard for them to understand. Because if you think about these disciples or whoever was watching Jesus' baptism, they weren't thinking... I mean, they just couldn't grasp it. When we think about Jesus, we think about Jesus as he's already died, he's already been resurrected. We didn't live during his lifetime. So we we automatically know that he's died and that he's been resurrected. But these people are living during his lifetime. So I can imagine it, it was hard for them to grasp. And I doubt anyone had really begun to understand what baptism truly meant before the resurrection. Then we know that after Jesus died, he was buried, and then he was raised into new life. And in baptism, we have this symbol. We have this going under the water as a symbol of dying, as burying our old life, burying the things that drag us down, burying the things that, um, the, the chains that are wrapped around us. And then we are raised up out of the water and we're raised into new life. We're raised into this freedom because the old has been washed away. In baptism, we are shouting to our community around us that we also want to be tight with Jesus. We know that they're tight with Jesus. We know that they support us and we want that. Jesus comes out of the water in verse 16, we see that the Spirit of God is compared to a dove. And if we think about this dove, think back to the flood. Think about Noah patiently waiting for God to send him a sign. God is... This this dove comes back to Noah, and the dove brings a leaf to him. And all of a sudden, Noah knows... Okay, new life has started. There, there's a tree somewhere. He brought me a leaf. It wasn't just floating on top of the water. So no one knows. Okay, the waters have receded enough. New life, new creation. And who brings that? The dove brings that. So here we have Jesus coming out of the water. And then we have the Spirit of God coming like a dove. This dove that brings new creation. Jesus coming out of the water is new creation. Us coming out of the water is new creation. I listened to a sermon last week um, and the preacher that I was listening to, she said that baptism is nothing short of a miracle and she talked about how when you're coming out of the water you, you're, you're coming out as new. You're coming out with all these chains that have been broken, this bondage. You are, you are free. And I thought that was really beautiful. But anyways, back to this. So as I was thinking about this, um, 
this dove, this new creation, I thought about the Ethiopian eunuch which is a story in Acts 8. And probably the only reason I'm familiar with this story is because in one of my classes, at the beginning of every class, so once a week for like 12 weeks or however long we're in the semester is, uh, our professor made us do a devotion on the same passage every week. And a different student would bring forward the devotion each week. So basically I have this passage memorized. Um, But each week a student brought something different. It was never the same devotion. And so a brief summary of this, um, this is in, the story is in Acts 8. And basically what happens is that God tells Philip to go to this road between Jerusalem and Gaza. And so, of course, he goes. And who does he run into? He runs into this Ethiopian eunuch who just happens to be reading a scripture from Isaiah that he doesn't understand. And the scripture is about Jesus doesn't know that it's about Jesus. He doesn't understand who it's talking about. And so Philip comes up to him and Philip starts explaining it to him. This is about Jesus. This is who Jesus is. And this is what happened next. I'm reading from Acts 8. It says, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip was baptized. This was not an end moment for the eunuch. This was a beginning. This was the beginning of his faith journey. I'm sure that coming out of the water, he was feeling that new creation. But I just really applaud his, his just willingness to go. I wish I was that excited when I got baptized. I don't really remember. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. Um, but I, I was young when I got baptized. But he sees this water. He's, he's heard about Jesus. He's, pas- he's feeling passionate about Jesus. He sees this water and he's like, well, why shouldn't I be baptized right here, right now? I know who Jesus is. You just told me. I believe in who he is. I love that boldness from him. Something else that I really want to point out, I I think that we miss with baptism is this aspect of community. A couple weeks ago at Mosaic, we had baptism, and we put, for those of you who don't know or weren't here, we put a pool out front, and then everyone gathers around, and I just love that, because your community is right there with you, cheering you on, like so excited about you getting baptized. And so I started thinking about community and baptism, and I thought about this because of, um, I was talking with my mom about baptism services that I've been to, and we started talking about my cousin Brandon's baptism, and I think there's a picture, yep, Um, So, Brandon is very special to me. If you look at the picture, you can tell that we've had um, a tight bond since he was born. He's about 10 years younger than me, so I can remember pretty clearly when he was born. I remember holding him for the first time. I remember the first time he threw up on me. Anyways, uh, almost two years ago, Brandon was baptized, and he decided to be baptized um, at a river near where I grew up on a Saturday when the youth were gathering to enjoy um, time together on the boats with food and community. 
And my home church, there's the river is maybe 45 minutes away, and there are a couple families that have homes there. And so what they'll do is they'll have almost like what we have is community group gatherings. They'll have like a community gathering at someone's house, and um, they'll have food. People will bring their boats, and they'll just celebrate doing life together for the day. And so Brandon decided that this is when he wanted to be baptized. And so I looked around this particular Saturday, and I was standing on the dock. And I'll paint the picture for you. There was um, adults and youth standing on the shoreline, and then there was a dock where I was standing and some others were standing. And Brandon and Jason, the youth minister, were in the water. And then surrounding them were boats, and there were people on boats, youth and um, parents on boats. And so Brandon was like that. He was surrounded. He was almost being hugged by this community of people that that just dearly loved him and were there to support him. And at this point, um, like I said, I'm a little older than Brandon, so I have been tight with Jesus for a while. And so to watch Brandon step forward and acknowledge that he wanted to be tight with Jesus was a really cool moment for me. So last night I rewatched this video of him being baptized and one thing that really stuck out to me, all those people that I explained to you are surrounding him, all the, the people of his community, there were family, friends, other people from church, um, I notice their applause and their claps and all the excitement for him as he came up out of the water because he came up out of the water new. And now his family and his community, they were inviting him in with excitement. I love, love, love Jen Hatmaker. She's one of my favorite speakers, my favorite writers. Um, I'm just, I love her. And she says that baptism means we are one family. There's no outsider and there's no less than. There's no labels or insiders. The water levels the playing field. You matter and you're in. And that's why Brandon's baptism with so many of his friends, family, and church community cheering, they were there because he mattered. His relationship with Jesus mattered. He as a person mattered. And he was part of them. They were welcoming him, excited because he was beginning fresh. There was a newness and there was a freedom. And perhaps Jesus meant baptism to encourage us, to encourage one another. We have to choose daily to walk with Jesus, and sometimes it can be hard. It can be an uphill climb. But we need support and encouragement. We need to be reminded of Jesus lifting us up, just as someone lifted us up out of the water. See, I think the water tells us something about ourselves. It tells us who we are. We're loved by God. We're saved by Jesus. And it tells us who we are meant to be. We're meant to be in community. We're meant to go. To invite people into that one family. And we're free. Because Jesus set us free. Free from sins. Free from bondage. It reminds us that we are washed clean of the old. And that we are new. That Jesus has broken every chain. And as we come up out of the water, we step into new life, a life free from the chains that formerly held us. So what do we do as free people? 
What do we do with that freedom we find, with this new life? I think that the Great Commission is a good place to go. Listen to these words that Jesus said in Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Listen to those verbs. Go, make disciples, baptize, teach. This is a command. This is not something Jesus was like, well, you could do this if you wanted to. This was a command. He's saying that he has the authority and this is what we need to do. Remember Philip earlier? Philip and the eunuch? I think this is what Philip did. God told him to go and he went and he got to teach and he got to baptize this eunuch. When we follow God... There's no telling where God will lead us. But it's your choice how you let baptism affect you. If you've already been baptized, that's okay. But I think that each time we see someone be baptized, each time we're a part of that, we learn something new. We're reminded of the new life that Jesus gave us. And it's our choice how we let that new life affect us. We have the choice to lean on our own humanity, which obviously leads to sin. Or we have the choice to follow God, to live in freedom, to lean on him. Jen Hatmaker also says, last quote from Jen, Jesus is for us. If he asks us to do something, it is for our souls, our healing, our nourishment. Baptism is a gift, a spiritual practice for us. And I don't know about you, but I want to accept all God's gifts. I feel like oftentimes my humanity starts to show through and just really take over, and I'm reminded that my soul needs those gifts that God has given us. Jesus knew exactly what we needed, and we saw that in Matthew as he was being baptized. Baptism may not be this daily practice. It may not be something you do every morning when you wake up, which is probably good because I think that might take a little bit of the special out of it. But I think that when we're baptized, what we're saying is, I choose you, Jesus. I'm all in. My life is yours. My life is for your kingdom. I want to love people like you love people. I want to follow you wherever you lead. That's what we're saying when we're baptized. When we come out of the water as a new creation, our new creation sees and follows Jesus. And that's a decision that we have to make every day. We don't just choose Jesus once. We have to choose Jesus every day. So my question to you this morning is, are you washed by the water? Are you cleansed? Because Jesus has shown us the way. And I don't think he meant for us to be a battle, to battle it out over the details of how or where. I think he meant it as a commissioning. He meant for us to realize that this is what Jesus has done. He has saved us. For us to realize that we are a part of a community. That this is just the beginning. 
baptism is, is not an ending. It's not an end goal. It's a beautiful reminder of what the cross has done for us. It has cleansed us. I think he meant baptism as a charge. As we come out of the water clean and renewed, we need to go into the world and we need to invite others into this beautiful family. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.